Example, if it's two hours delay, and then after they take another three hours delay, and then they will announce again it's delayed, and they will get really angry. This is Mount Difficulty, the podcast about life, its challenges, and how we face them. My name is Harish Chandran. I'm from Singapore. I'm a local Indian. And my age is 33. I'm getting very old. <laughs> what I'm really happy is, at least I found out what is my forte. What am I good at? Because when I was much younger, I really had no... Like, people had ambitions to be a doctor, a lawyer. I had no clue what I was supposed to be. Mm, cry. Actually, yeah, a lot. As in when I was much younger. Yeah, in school days, get bullied and stuff. But until you cry so much that you don't want to cry anymore. Like, there's no more tears for you to cry. That's what people say, like students, friends. Oh, you're just dumb, Harish, you're just dumb. Why don't you know how to do it? So, what happens when the teacher actually asks me to go to the board to write something? I feel really shy. Because I know I can't write. So, what I do, I rebel is. I rebel back by saying, oh no, I don't want to write. So the teacher thinks I'm actually naughty. But actually it's not. It's just I'm very shy and I don't want to embarrass myself in front of everyone. So I just rebel it. Like what you say, I had to put a mask every single time. Towards my friends and all that. Like sometimes when my friend asks me, uh, Harish, uh, they'll be messaging something. And then I'll be like, how do I reply them? Because it's not as, last time we had only the 3310 Nokia. It doesn't have the voice recording. It doesn't have anything. We have to type our own self, right? So we're always asking my friends, uh, hey guys, how do you spell this? Uh? Then they'll be like, Harish, why you don't know how to spell? Mm-hmm. I'll be like, uh, no, 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 I'm just asking if it's right. <laughs> but the truth is I don't know how to spell. <laughs> because it was not easy what I went through. I was not like a normal kid where everything went smoothly in school. Like, like you know, some students are just naturally smart. They just go to school. They pass their exams. They study. My In my case, it didn't happen like that. Everything was rough. So around like when I was in primary one, primary two, my parents just thought I was just really naughty and I'm just very fugitive because I can't sit in one place and study. If example, my mom gets me the book here, if there's like a TV or something going on, I'll be concentrating on TV or I'll be doing something. I do not concentrate on the book. Even in schools, I wouldn't, when my friends are talking, I cannot study. It's not my mind. It's never in the book. So every time I see my, my exams, right? It's always fail. Like how to spell apple. I didn't know how to spell apple at the point of time. I don't know how to spell dog. And my parents were like, why you don't know how to spell this? It's so simple. It's just D-O-G. And I didn't know how to read. All right. So my parents just thought that, okay, this guy is just very playful. But after a while later, my dad, I think, went and read up something. And then he, then he brought me for some tests to check whether, how's my IQ and stuff. And that's when they found out I actually have dyslexic. So those days, 15 years back to 16 years back, dyslexic was not, there was no awareness of dyslexic. So it's really difficult, you know? So what my parents did, they sent me to like uh, special schools. Like uh, after my secondary school, I have like a two hours class 
for one-to-one tutor. And it's really expensive. My dad really spent a lot of money. That's when I learned how to learn how to read. So I was the only one that I'm not academically smart. I, yeah, I don't have that the uh, education background. They all are academically good. Yeah, like my sister, yeah, she's really really smart. She did her until her PhD. In terms of computer wise, uh, paperwork and everything, they all are fine except me. So sometimes it gets frustrated because you see people being normal, and then you can't. It's not that you don't want to be. It's just you can't. It's just doesn't go into my head like how others but I just tell myself it's okay maybe I'm good at something I'm good at something but I really didn't know when I was younger what I was good at so I was and then as parents your parents are worried you know oh as my son grow up what is he going to do in future you know I mean and then everyone else are like they are, when they come to my house they're like oh my son is uh, studying for doctor my son is going to be this like there was once um I told them, oh, I'm not studying for now. I'm just waiting to find a job. Oh, what do you study? I said, uh, N-level. You can't find a job. Are you going to be a security guard? Or are you going to be a what? A road sweeper? I'm like, huh? I mean, that's nothing motivational. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure deep down, my mom has this feeling like, I mean, what my, what my son will be. So after my N levels, I went to IT. So when I went to IT, I was doing technical engineering, which I actually I enrolled myself in Amukya IT, but I didn't go to class because it's the only course I could take for my grade. And I'm not into all these fixing cars and yeah, I don't. I have no interest in that. I had no clue. So what I went and do? I went for this part time job. It was just like a, a renewing of uh, all those private jets, uh, their pass for Slater Airport. So they must renew their pass. So there was this guy, Kelvin Tan. So he said, hey, Harish, why you can talk very well, right? Why don't you come over to the airport? Then I said, ah, uh, really? Then he was like, okay. So I went down for an interview to Changi Airport. There was a mass interview at that point of time for this position. Uh, it was a customer service officer. So we went for the interview. And then when they saw my my education cert and my background, they were like, oh, sorry, you didn't meet the requirement. I said, huh, okay. But then this guy, Mr. Calvin Tan, told them, oh, no, just, I think he has some talent. Just why not, uh, let's push him through the interview. So they pushed me through the interview, which was amazing. I got so happy. I was like, okay, finally, this is my first ever job. <laughs> okay, I got it. And then, uh, so then we had to go a few rounds of interview. And thank God, everything is more about talking. So when they called me up to go, and then they were like, okay, Harish, tell me about yourself. I said, she there's nothing much. I didn't study at all. <laughs> but I'm very good in people skills. And then they were laughing. Because it was, and then it was more like a joke. But I'm actually telling really what I'm feeling. Like most people go for interviews and then they see their education. Oh, this guy is so good and stuff. But then the guy leave the company within three to four months. But the guy with no education maybe can prove you go join the company and prove that he can do it not because of the education but because he wants to prove to himself and the company that he can do it so when I passed through the interview in 2010 yeah 2010 and every year I won the top award for Changi for customer service 
Customer service is the best. It's not easy because you meet all kinds of human beings, from the funniest to the angriest to the weirdest to all kinds. But that's the thing I like it. It's a challenge for me. It's actually very hard because you need to satisfy the customer's needs depending on what it is. Like where I used to work in the airport, we meet all kinds of passengers, which is the really angry ones because they miss their flights, they had nowhere to go, they are stranded, and they are just really frustrated. So when I approach them, it's at a worst point of life. A next level crazy there was this guy. I still remember. He's actually a business passenger. And then he was carrying this toothpaste, which was uh, more than 100 ml. So I told him, sir, you are a frequent flyer. I mean, I hope you understand it's not uh, allowed to bring this. He said, I fly every day. I said, yeah, that's the thing. That's where more you should know you shouldn't bring it. And then he was like, I need my toothpaste. And then he was screaming at me. He said, you don't understand. Okay, I'm a frequent flyer. I can, fl- I can bring it. I said, sir, I mean, I understand your situation that you need to brush your teeth. But it's just more than 100 ml. Okay, you just wait here. What I'll do, I'll get for you one. So I ran down to Garden Pharmacy. I bought him a small 100 ml, um, what is this, toothpaste with my own money. And I gave it to him. And he still scolded me. He's like, you damn stupid guy. I was like, oh my God. I bought for you a 100 <laughs> ml toothpaste so that you can brush your teeth. And you're still scolding me. <laughs> then I was like, okay, it's fine. Leave it. So, so you get people like this. I don't know what are they really angry in life about. Mm-hmm. Everything they see is just throw anger on you. Everything. I just want to help as much as I can. Whoever I can help, I just like to help. Either I get myself into trouble by helping, which will eventually change into a what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically, we were in McDonald's eating. So there was this bag that was found. And then whatever bag that is found, we need to actually inform airport police They'll come and collect the bag and then they will return to the information counter. So that's what we did. So when we went to the information counter, then we saw the bag that was a tag. So we just called. Uh, I said, uh, hi, sir. I think you left your bag in the McDonald's. Uh, anyway, we have left it in the information counter. You can come and collect it. And then the guy was like, oh, no, 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 no. I really need it. All my important documents, details, everything's inside my laptop. And I'm actually... He told me roughly that he's actually going through big financial problems and he really needs that. I said, okay, uh, sir, where are you located exactly at? He's like, I'm in the uh, F33 or some, in some gate. Then I said, okay, sir, I try to see if I can rush over there. But then the arrow bridge already have taken out. So when the arrow bridge already has taken out, there's no way to put it back unless it's medical. Then I told him, sir, I so- I'm so sorry, I'm not able to come inside. What can you do is, can you just write me um, like a note saying that you're handing over to me? I'll just screenshot it. And then I will, I will, what is this? I'll give it to the information counter, collect your belongings, and I'll try to send through maybe FedEx, DHL or something to your destination. But everything takes three to four working days. Mm. It's not an immediate thing. Mm. Then I was thinking, what? How to help this guy? Yeah? Because at one point of time in life, I knew how, because my dad went through some financial issues. So I knew how the pain was. And I didn't want another family to go through that same pain. And it's a matter of only like, what, $1,000? So I was thinking, because I kept some money for my pilgrimage. I wanted to go for some prayers in India. So I kept like around $1,000. $1, so what I did, without even thinking, I just told my mom, can you read my passport and one or two shirt? 
Then I called my boss. I said, um, I think I'm going to take an urgent leave. And I, I went to the counter. I said, uh, I'll buy a ticket. Then he said, Harish, you're in your uniform. Where the hell are you going now? I said, I'm going to India. So I, so I had uh, exactly like around three hours. So I took a cab, went to my house, take my passport and my bag. So when I went, I went already. I told, I told the guy, I left him a text. I said, um, I'll be coming to India at this flight, blah, 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 blah. So he waited for me. When I arrived, he got so shocked. He was like, I can't believe you. You came all the way just to give me a laptop. I said, actually, to tell you the truth, I also can't believe it. That I'm in India now because a few hours back, actually, I was working. And now I'm in India, another country. And then after he brought me to his house, we had dinner. We had, and then he actually wanted to give me back my my air ticket for whatever. I said, no, it's okay. It's a choice that I made. And I actually, I feel good about it now. So it's fine. Just leave it. So you didn't even accept my No, I didn't. Why? I don't know. It's a choice that I made. It's, so instead of going for that prayers, I just go for this. I did this. I feel it's equivalent to a prayers. So it's, you have to think on, you have to, it's not like a pre-planned thing that you know what you're going to do. I myself don't know what to do. Because the guy will come up with some problem and then you must think of how to solve it. Because sometimes it's really sad because we don't know what is the background or stuff but as a human being we just want to help someone because they'll be crying in front of you and begging you and why would someone lose their respect and dignity in crying and yeah. and begging you for something that it's Actually, he wants to just go back home. Yeah. yeah. So, it's it's fine helping. So it's okay. If even though if they're gonna lie to you, it's them that they, they they should feel bad. It's not me because my intention was just totally just to help you. Mm. Yeah. So the ones there was this guy, he was from America. He looks like the Rock, you know. This, this yeah, he looks like that. He's really big and tall. So upon arrival, his eardrums actually burst so he was here was bleeding and was so much in pain he's really a big size like really a bodybuilder and yeah and he was crying in so much in pain and he doesn't know any it was really like what 1am at night he had nowhere to stay because every transit hotel in the airport was booked and it was really 1-2am in the middle of the night and he's in pain and doctor gave him just some medicine to rest so I told him why don't you come over to my house so I brought him over to my house we had dinner then he slept. So the next day, his flight was only midnight again. So my mom, dad, me, we brought him around Singapore to show him. Since he has <laughs> never been around Singapore. So we brought him to like uh, Gardens by the Bay. We went for dinner. Then show him around Singapore just a bit of the glams. That's why I love the airport. Because in the airport, you don't know what is going to happen anytime. Any sorts of case. I think the worst, uh, what was that? I had this case. This passenger from Finnish. He arrived and he got a heart attack. But actually, we are trained for CPR. But the thing is, when you see someone just drop in, in front of you, it's like you get shocked first. And then after what I, I did, I start uh, doing CPR. And then uh, they inform the doctors. The doctors also arrive. But the thing is, when you start doing CPR, you are not. You can't actually take out your hand. and You can't stop. Somebody else must take over. So the doctor was doing... So me and the doctor, I and the doctor were actually taking turns to do the CPR until we brought him to the ambulance. And then upon the arrival at the hospital, they did all whatever they can to make him survive. But unfortunately, he died. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was alone. I mean, I did tell my boss and my officers that I'm going to the hospital because of a medical case. 
So they they were okay. But then after that, I have to because I was the only one from the airport representing him. He has no family, no nothing. So after that, they give me all his belongings, and then after that, they took the they took me to wait in one holding room, and they brought his body and covered and put in front of me, and they say, Ah, Harry, should just wait here for you wait here. Ah, uh, the police will come because they need to investigate and check on certain things. So I was in the mortuary room like for one hour to two hours, and I was like so scared. I was like, Oh my god! I said, I'm really, really sorry. I couldn't save you. It happens a lot because you must understand Changi Airport, right? Outside looks normal, but inside transit is another world where everyone from all kinds of world are transiting. So anything can happen, you know. You have like millions of people going through, yeah. so yeah, you will get a lot. That's when the service line people come in front to help all these kind of incidents. To me, customer service can't be. You can be trained, but it has to come naturally, because you can train so much. Like you can tell them about okay, you need to be patient, you need to be this, but when you meet certain passengers, you can't, you don't know what to do because they are so angry. You can't base on your training; you have to base on yourself. You know, you have to tell okay, cool down, Arish. Let's see what we can do. We are actually a counter for everything. You come to me, you say you got money problem. I need to solve your issue. You come to me, you say you miss your flight. We need to solve your flight issue. You come to me saying that you're you're sick. We need to get you a doctor. You come to me for anything. Yeah, we are actually the first one to solve your problem to find a solution for you. My dad always has this uh, slogan: "Your daily actions are your daily prayers." What you do in your daily life is your daily prayers, which is true. Some people I've seen going to temple or any any prayers places, but when they come out from the temple, someone asks for help, they just ignore them, which doesn't make sense. If God ignores you, will you be angry with him? Yeah. Everyone born in this world innocent. It's just along the way things happen that changes people. Yeah. Like the drug addicts, you know. Actually, to tell you the truth, drug addicts are really most of them actually are very nice people. They they become drug addicts because they have a very sad background. But those who are actually very uh, professional, where the, they wear the coat, the suit, and kind, they are the ones actually are the worst because you don't know when are they going to say or do what. People do give you comments, and with every comment they give, you can't be affected. It will just ruin your life. So just take whatever they said and just move on. Okay. If they call you an idiot, all right, thanks, I'm an idiot, <laughs> because you know you're not an idiot. But if he calls you an idiot, then yeah. If he says you're stupid, okay, fine, thank you. Because we can't get affected for every single thing. If we get affected for every single thing, then it's time for us to leave the world. <laughs> I would say it's been a very rough year, but 2020 is a good year, also in a way. It teaches everyone how to be normal. Most people were, how to say, they had their arrogance. People had a lot of money. They were like snobbish about what they do. People didn't think of other people's feelings. Everyone was busy with something. But now, when everyone is like equal, because most of us lost our jobs, we we are doing odd jobs. 
just not only me, so many, everyone else. We have financial issues. So everyone is talking the same topic. But before COVID, everyone was just putting a show like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm an engineer in this place. Yeah, I'm earning this much. Some of them, oh, I'm actually doing very well in my business and stuff. Yeah. No one tells you the bad things. But now, everyone's telling you the bad things instead of good things. Because, it's, I mean, it's nice to hear every time the good things, but it's good to hear the bad things at times. So that we understand what's life about. I can tell you I got a bungalow, I got a Rolls Royce and stuff. But that's just material stuff. And it can be gone anytime. But in Singapore, I think we are forced to live in, like, in a luxury life. Because everyone is like a competition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, where do you stay? Oh, I'm staying in this Sentosa Cove. Oh my God, you're so rich. You know, everyone is like a competition. They need to stay somewhere. If you tell them you're staying in my orchard, they'll be like, oh, they just grade you as, oh, you're rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you stay in a, like, Jurong area, oh, the houses are cheaper there. Like, oh, it's, so, yeah, so it's like a competition. And then if your colleague, like, they buy a condo, then they'll be like, hey, they just bought a condo. I think we should, should buy a condo. But then end up, we can't pay for the condo. We are, we are living for other people's luxury. Mm. Basically. Even perfume. Mm. Perfume is so expensive, right? But the sad part of perfume, you can't smell it. You are spending so much of money for other people's, for other people to smell you. You spray it one, two times, but you can't smell it after that. Yeah, so most of the things we do is just to satisfy others, but you're not learning how to satisfy ourselves. For me, just don't care what people say because we cannot stop people from saying things. Without the airport, actually, I think I would be lost. Do you feel like you'd want to go back into... Uh, Definitely, I'll go back to the airport for sure. 100%. That's a must. Because that's where it's like, it's like my playground. Yeah. Like, I feel so comfortable. Like, anybody can approach me and talk to me or I can approach anybody and ask them anything. Yeah. Like, unlike outside, if you go to the streets and you're going to say, hey, hi, that guy will be like, why are you telling me hi? Mm-hmm. But in the airport, if you say hi, the guy will be like, oh, hi. It's a different world, actually. Yeah. You feel most comfortable there. Very comfortable. You seem to really love it there. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I really, really love it. But what actually most important thing I just want to tell everyone is don't give up on your children, you know, because like what I said, having dyslexic, it's not a issue, but it's a bit, it's a problem. But just be with them and do not pressure them too much. You know, just because everyone's kids are actually being someone in life doesn't mean your kid can't be somewhere. You definitely can. People didn't believe in me where I was. But when I won so much award, my parents are so proud of me. And everyone started asking, oh, your son is... Well, he won a lot of award, right? Yeah. And my parents also could proudly tell them, yeah. Because all these awards, right, is given by the Minister of Transport. So it's like in a big ballroom and then there is like a media coverage. So it's something for me was very big because it's... I've never achieved anything and that was my first achievement. Going up in the stage and actually in front of thousands of people receiving an award, people are clapping your hands because that was the only time I felt that I achieved something and nobody looked down on me. Everyone actually um, felt that I was good in something. That's the thing. I have no plans tomorrow itself. I don't even plan for next year. I have no plans. I am just 
I just hope Changi Airport just comes back as normal and I will get a career life there or see. Yeah, career path. Do you have a backup plan? Mm, actually, no. Yeah. No, I don't have. Because it may be that the airport doesn't come back. No, you definitely will come back, mm-hmm. but it'll take some time. Yeah. Backup plan. I just work. And I'm like currently where I'm working is part time, and the contract is also ending, so I need to find another job. So, yeah. just go with the flow. <laughs> because you know why? Sometimes when you plan and then you go for interviews and you don't get it, you get so disappointed with yourself and you get miserable. So just take it easy. We get a job. You get a job. If you don't, yeah, you will struggle. Mm-hmm. But just. Here and there you can manage somehow. Thanks for listening. For more information about the people featured, feel free to check out the show notes and social media accounts accompanying this episode. I'm just gritting my mouth and talking and just helping people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a saint. I'm also a bit naughty. <laughs> but yeah, but I do like helping people. It, that's what makes me really happy. Seeing another person being happy. <laughs>